Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Very excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk about what has been a big spoiler today for the expansion draft. David Panyota is joining the show. He's an host, he's a host and an analyst for Sirius XM's NHL channel. You can also follow him on Twitter at the fourth period. David, we appreciate the time, man. Are you surprised at all that we're no- learning about all of these picks before noon? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the big surprise. It's, it's before noon for me. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I thought it was going to be staggered throughout the course of the day. You know, when Vegas had their expansion draft, everything was kind of, uh, you know, it, it came in spurts. We didn't have this big flurry of activity uh, in terms of all the stuff leaking, all the picks leaking. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was going to come out eventually. So we're, I think there's two or three picks that, that haven't been revealed yet or leaked out yet. So we're waiting on that. But, um uh, yeah, a little bit surprised. I mean, the the saving grace now for the broadcast is going to be some of the trades that get announced and then some of the player appearances. I, I'm hearing some guys are flying in as we speak to be part of the draft experience. Well, the good news, though, is, David, that it makes life a little bit easier for you tonight, right? Where you're not having to run around. You can just sit back and enjoy <laughs> Seattle. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just sit back. We're doing the, 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 the post we were supposed to do the post-draft show. I think it's been moved up a little bit lately, uh, on NHL radio. So we'll be doing that. It'll, and now it makes it a little easier to get the guests on the show. That'll be, that'll be good. But uh, yeah, the suspense, mm, yeah, kind of <laughs> not the same. Well, well you're in um, Seattle, if I'm not mistaken, David. So just give us a little bit of yeah. taste of what the vibe is like. I don't know if you've been in the stadium yet, but does it seem like everyone's getting pretty amped up for the beginning of the Seattle Kraken? Yeah, the, you know, I, I got here Monday. Um, you know, yesterday it, you started to see people walking around with cracking gear on, jerseys and, and, you know, sweatshirts, T-shirts, bags, all kinds of stuff. So there's, I'm downtown, so there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a, there's a vibe here, certainly, for the crack. And a lot of people are excited for, for the draft tonight. They're, they're anticipating a solid turnout, a solid crowd. So it should be good. They're having it at a park, Gasworks Park. Um, they're still putting the finishing touches on the building. But uh, it's 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 supposed to be fun. They got a stage. They got uh, a bunch of celebrities that'll be uh, coming here. Some ex athletes, big in in Seattle, of course. Marshawn Lynch, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, a bunch of others that'll be 
you know, kind of officially welcoming rather than revealing the picks. Um, <laughs> and then I think I think Macklemore's performing and a couple other things. So they're they're putting on a spectacle, that's for sure. David Paniota is joining us here on 101 ESPN. All right, David, let's talk about the blue side of things here because it's been revealed now that the expectation is at least the Seattle Kraken will take Vince Dunn, not uh, Vladimir Tarasenko in the expansion draft. Did you expect that? Was that a surprise to you at all? And from what your understanding is, how close were they to potentially taking Vladimir Tarasenko and flipping him in a trade? Yeah, it it, it sounded like it got pretty close. It seemed like Dunn was the backup plan. I know they inquired a little bit with with Jaden Schwartz, with his agent, as well to see what that price tag might be because they – you know, some of the picks that, that they're, they've made today are, are they were going to be unrestricted free agents. They signed them. Um, so they couldn't really get anywhere with, with Schwartz. Um, so Tarasenko was the guy that they had spoken with other teams about flipping. So the return had to certainly be significant because, one, you know, if you're not getting Vince Dunn out of that pretty solid defenseman, then you've got to compensate for doing it. And then, you know, you're flipping the actual player over. So it was kind of like a two-for-one kind of deal to get the player and then compensate for not selecting another guy. So they, they obviously didn't get there. There were a number of teams that were part of that mix, Philadelphia, the Islanders, and a few others that tried to make that happen. Obviously, you know, it, it, it didn't, and that'll revert back now to, to Doug Armstrong. It'll be his responsibility to see how he can maneuver and finagle a trade. The, the trade freeze, of course, lifting tomorrow at, at noon uh, local time. David, do you feel like that's going to make it a little more difficult for Doug Armstrong now that Seattle, who reportedly had trades on the board to take Vladimir Tarasenko from Seattle, mm-hmm. and they turned that down? Or because of the reporting from Jeremy Rutherford yesterday where it seems like the shoulder is strong and they're expecting him to be 100% ready for the season, do you feel like it might still be liable for Doug Armstrong to make a move that could help the Blues move Tarasenko? I think now this goes back to, to him having um, – to deal with the fact that he's probably going to have to retain a little bit of salary. You know, it sounded like Seattle was willing to do that to a certain extent. Um, You know, obviously didn't happen. Uh, But now I think this goes back to St. Louis being in a position where they're going to have to retain a little bit. I don't think it's going to be half, um, which is the max that, that a team can retain on a player. I think you're probably looking if it does happen in and around the million mark, 1.5, something around there. Uh, But we'll see exactly, you know, how this, you know, how it, how it comes out, because there, there were certainly deals on the table from St. Louis's perspective, uh, and they, they thought that perhaps they could get away with just getting the full $7.5 million cap hit off the books. Clearly not the case now, but um, those conversations will certainly continue and, and carry out over the weekend, because we've got, the, of course, the, the actual draft uh, starting on Friday. David Paniota of Sirius XM's NHL channel and the editor-in-chief of the fourth period joining us here on 101 ESPN. David, yesterday you reported that the Calgary Flames have continued to take calls on Matthew Kachuk. You added that the asking price is, quote, astronomical right now. That is something that we've talked a lot about, as you can imagine, here in St. Louis. And JR, Jeremy Rutherford, has reported that something like Vladimir Tarasenko, at the time Vince Dunn, we'll see on that now, of course, and then maybe a prospect pick, something of that sort, might be what the Calgary Flames would be looking for. Do you think a deal like that is still potentially out there for the Blues? Uh, Based on what I'm hearing and speaking to some other teams that have been engaged in those talks, uh, more, it's going to cost more um, than, than that type of a package in order for Calgary to move Matthew Kachuk. They, they, they don't want to 
Um, you know, I think, I think Calgary is looking at a bunch of different options here. One with respect to him, uh, they're, they're trying to sign Goudreau. If that doesn't happen, they'll explore the trade side of things a little bit uh, as well. Sean Monaghan's being talked about. It certainly sounds like one of those three could be on the move as, as Calgary looks to shake up their roster a little bit for next season. Um, but in terms of Kachuk, yes, they're going to still listen. If someone's willing to overpay, then they will definitely um, you know, seriously consider it. But at this point, uh, again, I'm told the price is, is just – you know, some teams have just completely backed out and said, "No, that's that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna focus elsewhere." Because it's 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 you have to you really have to overpay if you want to get Matthew Kachuk. And I think a package that includes, you know, Tarasenko, an equivalent to Dunn, you know, a first round pick and a top prospect is probably the starting point. So when do you think that drops, David? Because, I mean, it's been reported that, you know, Matthew Kachuk isn't probably going to be re-signing in Calgary. You know, of course, his desire would be to come back to St. Louis where his dad plays. And, I mean, I would imagine from the Calgary's perspective, you're going a different direction already because you're moving on from your captain, Mark Giordano. You have a Johnny Goudreau who has said that he wants to stay in Calgary, whereas you also have a Matthew Kachuk who kind of is looking towards unrestricted free agency to go elsewhere. So, I mean, you would imagine that price would start to drop a little bit if you're Brad Traveling, don't you think? If Yeah, but, but it, you know, that, that would be if they're set on moving him, which, yeah. again, they're not. They, they want to try to make it work. And I think by moving out part of the core that has been in Calgary for a while, starting with Giordano going to Seattle, um, I think that will start to change things up a little bit. And uh, this also kind of, at least to me, uh, from, from trying to read the tea leaves, means that they're trying to accommodate him a little bit um, because the likelihood of them moving him at this stage, it seems, it seems low. Um, so let's try to accommodate him and reshape the, 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 the nature of the room, the nature of the club moving forward. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this kind of transpires. Again, if someone's willing to overpay, my understanding is they'll definitely do it. But, I mean, the, the overpriced uh, ask at this point is, as I mentioned, just enormous. What do you think's out there for Vladimir Tarasenko if the Blues, well, when the Blues decide to go that route? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably going to see some of those teams that, that were in the mix prior um, circle back. Like Certainly Philadelphia and the Islanders will circle back and see what type of deal they can make. And with the New York Islanders, I believe we're going to hear something later on today with a deal in place that they had with Seattle in order for the Kraken to be taking uh, Jordan Eberle, it's going to free up uh, some more money for the Islanders. So I think it might ease the cushion to bring in a player like Tarasenko at a $7.5 million cap hit. I know the Isles have requested as part of a deal um, that, that St. Louis retains a little bit. So this could perhaps, you know, say, okay, we don't need the 1.5. Let's do a million that you guys retain for the next two years. And let's, let's try to work out something else here, um, you know, to kind of make things, make things fit. I, you know, I, I anticipate the, the, the key piece in terms of a roster player coming back is probably your middle six kind of forward, maybe a second, probably looking at, you know, a third line type player as, as a guy coming back. And I think St. Louis understands that and is willing to do that because again, they were, you know, really hoping that they would free up the full uh, $7.5 million cap it and allow them to utilize that space to go after some free agents this summer. 
Uh, David, one more from me, and this is kind of an emotional one because, you know, my golden goose this offseason for the Blues was Jamie Alexiak. And it's of been course, a rough day, David. It's been a rough day, and of course we find <laughs> out that Seattle gets a deal with him, so I'm not happy about that. But defense is something that I think a lot of Blues fans have talked about that they're going to have to upgrade this offseason. You know, Ryan Suter's name's out there, of course, who was bought out from Minnesota. Uh, do you see him as a logical, I guess, tie with the St. Louis Blues, or is there another name that you'd say keep an eye on once free agency opens up for D? I think, I, well, I certainly think that makes sense. Uh, you know, he's he's going to keep his options open at this stage, and my understanding is, you know, he's not looking for a big deal, but he's certainly looking for one with, with a little bit of term on it, maybe two or three years. Um, so if, you know, St. Louis or another team is willing to give Ryan Suter that type of commitment, um, again, from a dollar and cents perspective, I don't think it's going to be overly high um, I think he understands where he's at from, from that side of things with the buyout. Uh, but he wants a little bit of stability. So a two- or three-year deal probably makes sense. And that type of veteran-caliber player would certainly fit nicely you know, within St. Louis's blue line. So we'll see if that starts to get going in the next you know, week or so when, once the free agent doors open up. Um, you know, other, other, you're probably looking at players of that elk yeah. in terms of you know, strong, reliable, stay-at-home kind of D that – you know, St. Louis looks to add to their back end. Last question that I've got for you, Dave, and we'll get you out of here on this. Gabriel Landeskog is the other golden goose, maybe even more so than Jamie yeah, Alexiak here in St. Mouth. Louis. And he is officially or about to be officially a free agent now that the Kraken have decided not to select and uh, pay him in this expansion draft. What do you think the future holds for Landeskog? And what kind of a deal do you think he's expecting in free agency? Uh, well, I mean, Colorado's going to circle back and, and try to see if they can get, get something done here. They, they've kind of gone back and forth throughout the expansion process. Um, you still speak to players, your own players, and, and uh, that are under contract with you until the 28th. So they'll certainly circle back. But he wants, he wants term, and, and he wants you know, some, some pretty substantial dollars as well. You're probably looking at six or seven years at, at north of $7 bucks per season. I heard the ask from Colorado was a little bit more than that. The Avs came in at a four-year deal under seven. They pushed it to five, and it still didn't get the deal done. So they're going to they're going to reconvene on that one. I suspect St. Louis will certainly inquire. Will certainly be part of the mix once they're able to. There are going to be other teams: Florida, Toronto, the Islanders as well um, that that are going to be looking at at Gabe Landeskog as, as a possibility. Maybe Seattle circles back uh, once you know the free agency doors open again. So. Uh, he's, he, he wants to have that stability um, that I mentioned with Suter wanting two or three years. Well, he wants a six or seven year deal, but it's going to be north of seven million bucks. And, um, you know, we'll see who's willing to go that far. I'm hearing there are some teams that might be willing to go closer to eight. I don't think St. Louis is part of that mix, um, but they will definitely show their interest once they're able to. He's David Pagnota. You can find him on Twitter at the fourth period. You can also hear him on Sirius XM's NHL channel. David, we always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the drafts tonight. We'll talk with you again soon. You got it. Take care, guys. Thanks, David. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. 
Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hour. Select or request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.